Okay, so we are in John. And anybody remember John 10? We ended with uh, Jesus talking with folks. He's talking about being the good shepherd. And three times in John chapter 10, he says, And the good shepherd lays down his life. And what was he talking about? He was talking about the crucifixion. He was talking about his death. And three times he says this, but then in uh, John 10, 18, he says this. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. And I have the authority to lay it down. And... I have the authority to take it up again, this commandment I received from my father. What's he talking about? I have the authority to take it up again. He's talking about the resurrection. And boy, when he said that, everything broke loose. I mean, the, the, uh, we're, we're getting into the place here where uh, Jesus is getting very near to his last week. As a matter of fact, next week, Next week, in chapter 12, we will actually start the, the, the last, all from 12 on in John, is all the last week of Jesus. He spends half of the book of John on one week. And we're going to start that next week. But he is telling people, the resurrection is the, is the key. The resurrection is the key. Now, the, what we're going to look at today is Lazarus. Now, why is Lazarus important? Lazarus was not the first person that Jesus raised from the dead. Back in John, uh, Luke, excuse me, in Luke chapter 7, it tells us about a, a young man who was from the city of Nain. And his mama was a widow, his only child. And he dies. Now in Jewish custom, people are buried on the same day that they die. So he had, he had died probably earlier in the morning. They put him in the casket. They carried it out. And, and they don't do pallbearers like we do, you know, six on a side. It's, a, it, it's on a platform and guys carried it on their shoulders because if you touch the coffin, you're unclean. And Jesus and his group is coming into town. The, the funeral procession is going out. And Jesus walks up and lays his hand on the casket. And it says everything stopped. What are you doing? You can't touch the coffin. And it says that Jesus had compassion on her, on the widow, his mama. And he said, happy Mother's Day, Mom. And he said, arise. And, and, and the young man started tapping on the coffin. <laughs> Let me out. Get me out of here. And it says he took his hand and he gave him back to his mom. What a Mother's Day present that would be, huh? 
The, the next time he heals is in Luke chapter 8, and it's Jairus is a, is a uh, member of the, of the synagogue, and he comes to Jesus. He's obviously from, an, from outside of where Jesus is. He comes to Jesus, and it says he, he got down on his knees and said, Come and heal my daughter. She's 12. She's sick. I want you to come heal her. And Jesus says, Okay. Let's go. Take me to your house. And of course, we have a little interlude in chapter 8 where the, where the woman touches the hem of the garment. And Jesus said, who touched me? Right? Sometimes we just need to get a hold of the hem of that garden, garment. And when all of that's over with, in comes some people from his house. And they said, Master, don't bother. Don't bother the teacher any longer for she is dead. And Jesus said, oh, no, she's not. Trust me, if you believe in me. And so they went on to the house, and they start to go inside, and, and he was keeping everybody else out, and he says, oh, she's not dead. And they, they says they laughed. They had been there. They had watched her take her last breath. They had probably put their hand on her body and felt it cool as she died. She's dead. And Jesus said, leave it to me. And he walks in and takes a hold of her hand and lifts her up and returns her to Jairus. And, her, and, her, and it says, the father took the father and the mother. Another great Mother's Day present, huh? To get your child back in life. Both of them were deaths that had taken place in the same day that Jesus resurrected them or gave them back their life. Now, he was, Jairus was a member of the synagogue. What do you think he said when he started talking about what Jesus did? You guys won't believe this. All the Pharisees, all the Sadducees who didn't believe in the resurrection. Hey, this guy by the name of Jesus, he raised my daughter from the dead. I was there, her, she, was, she was dead. And Jesus said, that's what I do. That's the work that the Father gives me to do. I have the authority to do what? To lay down my life, and I have the authority to do what? Take it up again. And he's going to prove it. And, and, and so this is, I want you to understand, this is important that we, we get this part of it because we're going to, this, this story has a little bit of a disturbing twist to it, the story of Lazarus. Um, so let's go to John chapter 11, and we're going to read the first 16 verses, I think. There we go. <laughs> now, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her Sister Martha, it was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Lord, behold, him who you love is sick. And when Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God so that the Son of Man may be glorified by it. 
Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, what did he do? He stayed two days longer in the place where he was. That's an awfully odd way to respond to your best friend who is sick. And then after he said to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just seeking to stone you, and you're going there again? And Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anybody walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. This he said, and after this he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep. And the disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. And Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he was speaking of a literal sleep. And so Jesus then said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. And therefore Thomas, who is called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us go also, so that we may die with him. <laughs> wow! These guys understand the gravity of the situation. They understand, and I want you to, did you catch that this is following right on the heels of what Jesus was just talking about, being the good shepherd, that he could lay down his life, and it said literally that they, in chapter 10, they took up stones to stone him, and he slipped out of their midst. These guys are like going, are you crazy? But we, to understand this story, we need to understand a little bit about the geography that's going on here. Now, Jesus, uh, if we go back to, uh, to John chapter 10, it tells us uh, that, that Jesus went, in verse 40, he went away again beyond the Jordan to the place where John was first baptizing, and he stayed there. That, go, that refers us back to John chapter 1, verse 28. And these things took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. So where is that? We're, we're running a little slow this morning. There we go. Bethany beyond the Jordan is down by the Dead Sea. Now Bethany, where Lazarus lives, is up near Jerusalem, it's about 20-some miles away, 20, 21 miles away. It's just Bethany, it's just outside of Jerusalem. But Jesus was at Bethany beyond the Jordan. So let's set the stage a little bit. Lazarus, Mary, Martha, people that he loves... It says that a number of times. We're going to see that in just a minute, a little bit more. He loves them. He's sick. He's so sick that it doesn't say Lazarus sent to Jesus. It says the sisters did. He was so sick he couldn't even 
send a message. And so they say, go get Jesus. Go tell Jesus that Lazarus is sick. The one who he loves is sick. So it's what, 20 some miles. There's no text, there's no telephone. You can't even send a, 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 a wire. There's not, you gotta send somebody on foot, 20 miles. How long does it take, Michael? It takes four hours for Michael. The rest of us, it takes a whole day, right? They're used to walking. It's a day's journey down. Somewhere during that day, Lazarus dies. And what's the custom of the Jews? Bury him the same day. They take Lazarus, they wrap him up, did their their burial spices and all that, put him in the tomb, seal the tomb up. They get to Jesus probably late that night, and they say, Jesus, Lazarus is sick. Now Jesus knows something that nobody else knows. Lazarus is already dead. He he says in verse 6, he says to them, in verse 4, what does he say? But when Jesus heard this, that Lazarus was sick, he says, this sickness is not going to end in death, but for the glory of God. And then in verse 6 it says, and when he heard this, he waited two days longer. What, what kind of response is that from a loving Savior? Well, we need to understand Jewish tradition. Jews thought that the Spirit hung out around the body for three days. For three days. Hung out there. That's why the Pharisees didn't think that Jesus raising the young man in name or raising Jairus' daughter was a big thing. Well, goodness sakes, their spirit was just still hanging around. No big deal. Jesus said, okay, if you guys won't believe the fact that somebody was dead and raised again the same day, We'll just wait four days. Jesus waited two more days. And why did he wait? Jesus waited to bring glory to God. He says, you need to understand. You need to understand who I am. I and the Father am one. God has given me the ability to not only lay my life down, but to what? Take it up again. I can take it up again. And I can do the same thing. I've already done it twice, but you guys won't believe that because those two were raised on the same day. Watch this. We're going to wait four days. We're going to wait four days. You know, sometimes we don't like waiting, do we? God... I want you to heal me, and this is the way I want you to heal me. God, I want you to heal me, and I want you to heal me right now. And God says, huh, well, 
I need you to give me the glory. I want you to watch what happens. And we're going to see Mary and Martha, they were pretty, pretty put out that Jesus did. Because what could have Jesus have done? He could have simply said, from where he was 20 miles away, Lazarus be healed. He'd done it before. There's several times where, where Jesus spoke the word and a person was healed over here. And they came and they said, what time was he healed? Oh, that was the same time Jesus went. He could have healed Lazarus from where he was. But he didn't. He says, it's to get my, my glory. You see, there are times when we want to put God on our timetable. And he says, mm-mm. If you watch, my glory is going to be shown. Well, uh, sometimes he also takes us where we don't want to go, right? Did the disciples want to go with him? The disciples didn't want to go. They just wanted to stone you. If we go back to Jerusalem, they're going to be looking for you. And when they see you, and then Thomas, I love his, okay, let's go, Lord. We'll die with you. I mean, uh, Thomas is one of these guys that you kind of like, okay. He reminds him of Eeyore, right? Oh, well, let's go to Jerusalem and we'll all die. Sometimes God takes us where we don't want to go. They didn't want to go back. They didn't want to be stoned. They didn't want to see their master stoned, their teacher. Sometimes God just says, okay, come on. Go with me, and I trust me. You'll see something that you've never seen before. Well, let's go on now to uh, the next section, 17 through 37, and watch what what happens here. Uh, When Jesus came, okay, remember what we have? A day's journey down. Lazarus is buried. He stays two days, and then how long does it take him to get back? A day back. We've got four days, right? Verse 17, and when Jesus came, he found that he had been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when he, she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me will live even if he dies And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. 
And when she had said this, she went away and called Mary, her sister, saying secretly, the teacher's here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and was coming to Jesus. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha met him. And then the Jews who were with her in the house and consoling her, when they saw that Mary got up quickly and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore, when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. And so the Jews were saying, see how he loved him? But some of them saying, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying? Lord, why didn't you heal him? Why did you let him die? You loved him. Well, I got news for you, folks. Jesus shows up right on time. He always shows up right on time. Not our time. Understand it's not our time. It's, I mean, Martha said, Lord, you're late. Mary said, you're late. All the Jews that were comforting him said, you're late. You could have healed him. You didn't. And he said, oh, just hold on. <laughs> just hold on. Jesus will always show up right on time. God's timing is never wrong. And then in verse 25, he says this. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. You see, Jesus is our only hope. And I, and I don't have a slide for it. So all of you who do the little thing, it's not coming up on the slide. The word is hope. Jesus is our only hope. In 1 Corinthians 15, we talked about this on Easter. But if there is no resurrection of the dead... Not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is also in vain. If there isn't a resurrection, what are we here for? Because we can, Buddhists can go and talk about their guy, right? You can go to the grave of Buddha. You can go to the grave of Muhammad. You can go to the, all of these religious leaders. And Jesus said, go to my tomb. It's empty. He says, the resurrection is the absolute hope that we have. 
And I want you to realize how much Jesus loves them. Did you, did you catch that? You know, the shortest verse in the Bible, that's the one that all, all Bible college students save. For the day that you forgot to memorize your, your verse, right? Anybody that's been in Bible college, right? You got verses you got to memorize. And, and if you really mess up, you can always pull out, you can always pull out uh, John eleven thirty six. Jesus wept. It's an easy one. I'm not going to give that one to you guys. You see, he loved deeply. Do you realize he grieves when you grieve? When you have grief, he grieves with you. He understands what it's like. I mean, I, I did two funerals last week. And I watched as people, people, you know, really, they're at a loss. They don't know what to do. And if they're believers, there's hope. There, but in the midst of that, Jesus grieved what was happening here. Do you think he wanted Mary and Martha to have to go through the grief of watching their brother die? But he said, listen, listen, I have something more for you. Well, let's look at the rest of the story, okay? Let's look at 18 through 46. Or excuse me, 38 through 46. We're not going to go all the way back to 18. Jesus again being what? Deeply moved within came to the tomb. Now it was a cave and a stone was lying against it. And Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? And so they removed the stone. And then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you were all, would always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And the man who died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. And Jesus said unto them, Unbind him and let him go. And therefore many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he had done believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them the things that Jesus had done. Little song we all learned, right? Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, 
Yes. Yes. The Bible tells me so. Thank you for preaching my message this morning. Jesus loves me, this I know. It's personal with Jesus. He was deeply moved. He said, if you'll believe, if you'll believe, you will see God move. It was personal with Jesus. His pers- you know, uh, I, I love the fact that Jesus knows my name. He knows it. One day when he sounds that trumpet, if I'm still here on this earth, he's going to call. And he'll call me by name. He said, come home. Or maybe he's going to call me by death. And I'll be laying there and he'll say, Ben, it's time. Come home. Jesus loves me. And I know that I can count on it And I want you to notice something very interesting in the way Jesus prays. Watch watch what he does here. Verse 41. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. What tense is that? Past tense. He continues on. There we go. I knew that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around me, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. And then he cries, Lazarus, come forth. It's already happened, folks. He's already prayed for Lazarus to be raised. It's a done deal. But what had to happen? The stone had to be rolled away. Did you catch that? Sometimes, sometimes God calls us to roll away the stone. Sometimes we have to get something out of God's way so people can see his glory. Sometimes we just need to be willing to get out of ourselves and say, you know what? This story needs to be told. This is a story of God's miraculous grace. God works in our lives so many times, and we sit behind the stone and say, well, if I tell anybody, they'll think I'm crazy. Lazarus was already up. He was already resurrected, because what happened when Lazarus, when they called his name? What did it say? He came walking out. Can you imagine what that looked like? You know, the mummy, right? Everybody saw the mummy. Right? His face is wrapped. He's wrapped up in the burial clothes and he's trying to get out. He came out. They didn't go in and get him. He was already resurrected. The power of God had already happened. Jesus said, You knew what you were going to do. Now let everybody see. They just had to roll the stone away so that people could see the glory of God. 
Oh, folks, if we can roll our pride away and say, I don't care what people think. You know, I've watched God move in my life. I've watched God move in other people's lives. And, and we have to tell people the power of Jesus to change lives. We were in the prayer meeting on, uh, uh, on Thursday, the National Day of Prayer. And one of the brothers that got up, he said, he said I- I've got to tell you, we were praying for people to be, uh, several people had said, hey, can you pray for this family member uh, that's addicted, this family member that's an alcoholic? And he says, I want you to know the day that I got saved, Jesus cured me from alcoholism. I never took another drink. And he gets a chance to share that story. If we'll just roll the stone away so people can see. The last thing I want you to see is believing is a personal matter. Believing is a personal matter. What did part of them do? Therefore, many Jews who came to Mary saw what he had done and they believed in him. They made a decision that morning or that afternoon, whatever time of day it was that Jesus did this. They made a decision to follow Jesus. But what did the other half do? But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them the things which Jesus had done. It was a personal decision. They had to decide for themselves what were they going to believe. Were they going to put their faith in in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Or were they going to go look after religion? You see, religion is really convenient. Religion, you know, you can can practice it when you want to. And then you can decide not to practice it. But not so with the relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, once you get saved, he's got you, right? We learned that last week, didn't we? No one can snatch you out of his hand. And you know what happens when you're one of God's children? And you decide that you want to kind of, oh, I'm tired of that. Sometimes God takes us to the woodshed. I've been there. It's not comfortable. But, but God, because he loves us, he says, I, you know, I'm not going to let my child act like that. But he wants us, once you begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's personal. You become part of the family. And once you're part of the family... He's going to love you, and he wants you back in that family relationship. But religion, you can practice it if you want to, and you can quit practicing it if you want to. And and Jesus said, that doesn't work. The Pharisees found out that didn't work. It is a personal, personal matter. Well, we're going to stop there today because we got some a few other things we want to do with the baby dedication here but i want you to understand that that when jesus raised lazarus after four days he was saying listen guys i have the power to to lay my life down and i will lay my life down but i also have the power to raise it up again. The resurrection is coming. It's right around the corner. We're going to see it in the, in the final chapters of John. The resurrection is what matters.